Welcome to In Your Area. My name is Christine Cusinelli, Senior Advocacy Advisor with Area. This episode is one of a special series which interviews each of the UCP party leadership candidates on questions of interest to realtors. On October 6th, the UCP party will choose a new leader, and that leader will become Alberta's next Premier. In this episode, Jolene Ledeen Reimer, Chair-elect of Area, sits down with the UCP candidate Rebecca Schultz, MLA for Calgary Shaw. If you are interested in voting in the UCP leadership race and having a say in who becomes the next Premier, visit the party's website before August 12th at unitedconservative.ca. Good morning, Rebecca. I'm Jolene Ledeen-Reimer. I'm the chair-elect of the Alberta Real Estate Association. And as you know, we represent uh, over 11,000 members in the real estate industry here in Alberta. So it's really great to have you here with us this morning. I'd like to just, you know, talk with you a little bit about some of the objectives that the you know, association has in the future and, and hear about how that might tie into your campaign. Um, so now that you know a little bit about um, the Alberta Real Estate Association, what can you tell us about yourself? Yeah, first I just want to say thank you so much for the opportunity to speak with you this morning. It's very exciting and as I shared with you, my realtor was my hero when I first moved to Calgary a number of years ago and I know how hard you work and uh, the impact you have on families when they're making some very big decisions. So thank you for the opportunity to be here. So. I am the MLA for Calgary Shaw, which is the very far south end of Calgary. I have two young kids, they are seven and four, and I am a working parent. And I got into politics because I wanted to see the perspective of young working families represented in our government and in our political system. I grew up though in very, very small town Saskatchewan and I came to Alberta because of that promise of hope and opportunity. Really, it's the place that if you are willing to work hard, you can be who and whatever you want to be. And that's that's what brought me here originally. And I got involved in Alberta politics for unity, knowing that having a government that was focused on economic growth was really important for the future of our province. That's great. Well, nice to, nice to hear about that. I'm, I'm going to change gears and, and ask you some tough questions, Rebecca. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> okay, that's great. What would make you the best choice for UCP members who will be voting in the upcoming leadership vote? You know, when I speak with Albertans right across this province, I think what they are looking for is, yes, a conservative government that wants to continue on this path of economic growth and diversification, making sure that people have jobs and opportunities to provide for their families. I think that really is what makes Alberta one of the best places in the world to raise your family, to start your career, and to build a life. I do know, though, that people feel like we need a bit of a different tone. You know, it has been a very difficult couple of years. We're seeing an increase in the division. And, you know, I think at a time like this, after we come out of what has been a challenging couple of years with the economic downturn, the pandemic, what people are looking for is somebody who can provide them with a vision of hope for the future and a fresh perspective. You know, we don't need policies that are going to throw our economy into chaos, but people don't want the same old, same old, you know, and I think what I bring to the table is a fresh perspective on leadership and somebody who is willing to step in and lead, not just for now, not just through the next year, but into the next generation. That's great. Thank you. What makes you the best choice for Premier of Alberta come the next election? 
you know, I really think it is that fresh perspective, that willingness to sit down to be a, a true problem solver. I like to say, you know, I started in politics back in 2009. My first job was in 2009. I was working in the Premier's office in Saskatchewan for Premier Wall. And I then went to spend a couple of years in a government department. And that gave me a unique perspective into how bureaucracy works and how you can cut through it. So I think what we're looking for at a time like this is somebody who's not going to Overpromise and underdeliver. I, th I think that that you know is something that Albertans don't want at a time like this. But somebody who can be creative and to roll up her sleeves, my sleeves, to address some of the challenges facing Albertans right now, and somebody who can stay focused on issues that are top of mind for everyday Albertans. Things like affordability, absolutely economic growth, but it makes sure that we have a world-class healthcare system, education system. You know, these are the things that are top of mind for Albertans and things that we need to provide a vision for Albertans on. That's great to hear. You've just provided me with the segue for my next question, <laughs> Rebecca. Thank you for that. You touched on affordability. And as you can imagine, our, our real estate professionals are very entrepreneurial. There are people who are working very hard to help Albertans buy and sell the largest financial asset that they invest in. And ironically, in Alberta, real estate professionals have a national disadvantage on profitability, consistently demonstrating the lowest profit margins in the country. For several years running, realtor profitability in Alberta is 30% lower than our neighboring western provinces. And this is largely a red tape issue. Our members would be interested in knowing your thoughts on red tape reduction and how in the foreseeable future you would create effective policy that could improve realtor profitability. Yeah, and that, that's a really great couple of questions there. And first of all, as I said in my opening comments, I respect the profession and I am so grateful to my realtor who helped our family find the perfect home and, and it is a huge investment whether you're buying your first home or you're investing uh, in a bigger house to meet your family's needs or or downsizing or whatever the case may be it is one of the biggest purchases we make and you know I, I really respect the work that goes into that from realtors right across the province you know when i look at solving some of the issues my approach is let's get to the heart of the question or the issue so that we can find some solutions so my approach would be to ask maybe to get a deeper dive into what is driving that lower profitability margin why is it not as high as other provinces and really breaking down the differences and what we, we might see there you've raised red tape I think you know our government and I've, I've been a member of the government for the last three years we focused on red tape reduction what I know and understand is that reducing legislation and numbers of words in legislation that's one thing that's important to reduce legislative barriers absolutely but I think just as important is focusing on the common sense red tape and the process or the how decisions are made or how things are done, not just the number of words on the page. And, and that's what I hear, again, like our conversation today about real estate, but I hear it from nonprofits and I hear it in business. So can we use some common sense, try to figure out what are the barriers, what are the processes that are causing that frustration and increased costs and lack of productivity, and then how can we fix that? So in our province, for example, some of the provincially licensed professions have an exemption from municipal business license fees that are levied beyond the municipality where they have their office. So lawyers, accountants, insurance agents, and adjusters all would have this type of exemption included in the acts that govern them. So one example of a common sense approach um, that, you, that you referenced might be this type of exemption for realtors, which would offer them tangible savings. But we, we know it's not that simple. Could you tell our listeners what 
you would think about this kind of request? What behind the scenes considerations would you have to think about before committing to a policy like this? Yeah, and I love what you said when you said it's, it's not that simple because I think sometimes we come with a solution and it's never really as simple as it seems. We've got to ask some of the tough questions, and you're right, there are some questions that I would have to look at before making a decision, and that would be things like the impact on the municipalities, what those fees actually are, how that works for an individual who might be providing services in various areas across the province. Are there any unintended consequences to doing this? And then of course, looking at the numbers. So for me, I'm always open to any and all suggestions, but of course I wanna sit down and be able to have a real good conversation and ask the tough questions. And for me, it's always about a back and forth dialogue, right? I like to say, okay, let's sit down. Let's talk about what my concerns are. Let's hear what your concerns are. And let's see if we can you know, get to yes and think, think about things in a slightly different way because when we have those discussions sometimes we find even better solutions than the ones we started out with that's excellent i'll look forward to hearing your response <laughs> to that once you've had a chance to get through the research yeah, um, and 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 also to to learn about what those unintended consequences might mm-hmm. be on that request alberta governments of the past have always foregone implementing a land transfer tax and land transfer taxes have been implemented in many provinces across the country what are your thoughts on holding the line on the no land transfer tax stance in Alberta. Yeah, and this isn't something that I've raised before. I think right now when we talk to Albertans and and I mean also just Canadians across the country, affordability is top of mind. And when I look at a tax like this, something that would increase the cost of purchasing a home, that would be problematic for me at a time when people are struggling. And we do have an advantage here in Alberta, especially when it comes to places like uh, Toronto, Vancouver, when it comes to our housing prices, I wouldn't want to do anything that would increase the cost of purchasing a home, um, especially given a time right now when affordability and housing are some of the biggest issues we hear about every single day. Well, that's great. Thank you. Moving into how afford- issues of affordability, how do you see getting more Albertans into the housing market and what role can the provincial government play? You know, and that's a, that's a question that is top of mind for a lot of people and we're hearing it at the municipal level, the federal level and the provincial level. And I think sometimes that's actually the heart of where some of those solutions are is in terms of how a provincial government would work alongside municipalities to come up with some creative solutions. I mean, for me, I'm, I often have a less government is better government type approach, just generally speaking. I think, you know, when we look at, when I, as a conservative, especially when I talk about things like economic growth and availability of jobs, the issue that I find conservatives have sometimes is we don't explain why we care about that. And that is the impact on everyday people. Right? It's yes, as a government, we also want to be able to invest in things like healthcare and education, but it's also so that we can keep taxes low for everyday Albertans, which helps with affordability as well, and allows people to get into things like the housing market. Right, When we have jobs and a strong economy and people have access to those opportunities, then they're more likely to buy a home and to plant their roots here. You know, I think though that part of it is also, you know, when I look at low taxes, my approach to the surplus right now, I think is somewhat important to this conversation. The surplus is uh, top of mind for a lot of people right now. What is the government gonna do? I think 
it was important for me to release that part of my platform only because I want some predictability. 35% going to repay the provincial debt within 10 years, 35% to go towards the Heritage Savings Trust and planning for Alberta's future, and 30% to address affordability issues and things that are top of mind for Albertans. You're, you're about to ask me why this is related to our conversation and, and here it is because I want to be able to keep taxes low to get off that energy roller coaster and we can keep taxes low for people if we as a government are being responsible with taxpayer dollars planning for the future and then we can look at things you know especially around taxes how do we address issues like this I think Many have raised, you know, is there something that we could do through ATB? That was, you know, one of the things I had heard. I think perhaps, as I said before, I'm willing to look look at anything and everything. I think obviously, though, when we're talking about issues like this, we also want to look at concerns around insurance or unintended consequences, as we talked about before. But I am, if anything, I am a creative problem solver. And so I would want to know what we can do provincially in, in this space that isn't just working with municipalities and other partners. Okay, that's excellent. Thank you. I think for a lot of our industry members, they, they would share my belief that the solution is not for government to be influencing market Exactly. you know, market forces and yeah. that the solution is creating opportunities. And I really liked what, you know, what you had mentioned about that earlier, like the, the, why do we care about that? Why is that important? It is. It's so important. And that's where, you know, I think people, people sometimes do look for government uh, to come up with a solution. And my thing is we have flexibility when government is in its own lane. And, you know, like I said, whether it's in real estate or business or nonprofit, I hear this again and again, let us do what we do best. Government, stay in your own lane. And so, you know, for me, it's working with the partners to remove barriers, you know, whether that, whether that is a barrier of red tape or a process that just doesn't make sense. Or, you know, as we talked about a little bit earlier too, I mean, when you have layers and layers of bureaucracy that you need to go through just to get your job done, bring that to me. Let me know what those are. Is there a way we can streamline those processes? And that's, I think, the common sense red tape that would have an impact here as well and, and can sometimes drive down those costs that would then help address things like affordability. And, you know, there are programs, of course, at the federal level as well to help with affordability. But, you know, for me, I don't think government is always the answer. I appreciate hearing that. Thank you. Are you, <laughs> are you ready for the rapid fire questions? Oh, gosh. Okay, I think I am. Okay, here we go, Rebecca. What is your favorite all-time Alberta attraction to visit with your children, family? Now, I think that would depend if you ask me or my kids. Because okay. Because for me, it would be the mountains. For my kids, it would be things like Heritage Park, Callaway Park, the zoos, Drumheller. I'll see dinosaurs. you in those same places. You know what I mean? I do. <laughs> what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Ooh, cherry or anything that's caramel or maple. Where do you like to go for that? Well, I mean, that kind of depends. I really like gelato. Uh, I like foothills. There's a natto gelato, which is very good. You can get it at the Italian Center. But mm. in that case, my favorite flavor is lemon. So okay. I've really gone off base Very there. complex answer. Thank you, Rebecca. <laughs> How do you prefer to spend your Sunday afternoon? Playing with my kids, biking at the park. I'm a runner, so Sundays are definitely a run day for me. Great. What is the most surprising thing you learned when you became an MLA? How big the Alberta bureaucracy really is. Wow. Big, <laughs> big answer. What is the best way to eat an Oreo cookie? I'll give you four options. Pull apart and eat the middle first. Eat the whole thing at once, dunking it into a cold glass of milk. At least three bites. 
matters first? I would say three bites. Three bites. Okay. Gluten-free Oreos have really changed my life. Okay. I can't keep them in the house. Okay. I'm an A girl. Who was your (laughs) childhood idol? Ooh. You know what? I really looked up to my aunt. She was a lawyer, and I just always really admired her. She lived in a really cool house. She had really cool clothes, and I thought she had a really cool job putting criminals. Um, you know, back when I was young, I was putting criminals in jail. Uh, she was a prosecutor, and I just thought, you know, she was so cool. I hope your aunt gets to hear this tribute today. <laughs> if you could spend a week anywhere in the world, where would you go? So at a time like this where I am campaigning every single day and my kids have been hanging out with their cousins and grandparents, it would probably be at home with my kids. Okay. Uh, but if I if I picked my two favorite places to travel, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, Italy is one of my faves. Mm-hmm. The cheese, the yep. gelato. Okay. There's a pattern here. I was going to ask you what you do while you were there, but I know. Yeah. Well, this has been really fun, Rebecca. (laughs) Thank you for sharing your time with me this morning and um, for the great insights that you've offered and for caring about our industry. So I really appreciate the opportunity to to meet with you today. Well, thank you. All the best in your campaign. The pleasure is all mine, and I think it's great questions and a great conversation. So thanks for your time. We'll look forward to more. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to another edition of In Your Area. You can access our podcast on all main streaming services, And feel free to share with friends, family, or colleagues. And if you'd like more information about how to vote for the next UCP leader, the website again is unitedconservative.ca. We look forward to seeing you next time. We are in your area.